Welcome back to Disaster Podcaster. Thanks for joining us this week. We're going to do something a little bit different. If you've been following our blogs lately, uh, and if you're not, go to restorationadvisors.com forward slash blog, subscribe, but check out our blog. We put out a weekly blog and it's usually a lesson tied into just something that's really simple to read. Sometimes they're short, sometimes they're a little longer. If you have been reading and following along with our blogs, you'll notice a trend. I am a huge music fan. It's my business and I get to talk about music as we coach and teach and advise and mentor. But you'll see a theme that a lot of my blogs lately have been uh, derivatives of something to do with the music business. And I promise me, trust me, they turn into pretty good nuggets of information and they're very relatable. So today's no different in a way. We're going to talk about ACDC. Be right back. Hey, welcome back to Disaster Podcaster. So what are we going to do talking about ACDC? Okay, so we're also going to have kind of a shorter podcast today. I don't have a guest, but I really wanted to bring up this lesson, this conversation I was having this week with a couple of clients and they just, I pulled it back up out of the archives, if you will. If you caught our season opener of this season's podcast, you saw that I had Mike McCallowitz, uh, author of a lot of entrepreneur books and I'm a big, big, big fan. Big fan of everything he writes. And um, just like anyone, my coaching reflects a lot of things what I learned from what I've read, watched, consumed, and his books are no different. So Mike has written a book called Fix This Next, which is literally entrepreneurs, what's ailing your business, let's fix the next thing and move on to the next thing and fix it so that you can get to wherever it is you're trying to go. And in that framework, he's got a great little micro lesson and that's what we're going to talk about today it's called acdc so you thought i was going to talk about back in black and hell spells and things like that not quite big fan bon scott's gone brian johnson just recently passed away if you are an acdc fan everyone likes acdc it's an australian band they're great he just happens to call it that and that is an acronym for pretty much four pillars four components where people get stuck in their business and the four components of all businesses are made up of acdc attract convert deliver and collect you're always doing one of those things you're always attracting you're always converting you're always delivering or you're in collections so what i want to talk about today is give you some tools so that you can quickly identify in that simple paradigm and identify where i'm stuck and then it helps you get to the point with okay what i need to do to fix it the key to business is being a few things. People ask me all the time, what's it take to be a great business person? It takes many things. You've got to have some creativity. You have to be able to see beyond what you know, which means open mind, forward thinking. You need to be tough. You need to have grit and you need to be adaptive. If you learn something, you need to make sure that you continue to do it the way you've learned it being done differently. If we did business right now the way we did it 10 years ago, we would not be very successful. Unfortunately, some people are doing business the way they always did it and they are suffering from the pain points that that brings. So this lesson is going to help you identify and identification and self-awareness is extremely important for entrepreneurs or business owners. Leaders, if you're a manager, this framework is going to help you. So let me start with the first one with attracting. It's the A in ACDC. Attracting is the higher level category that will include marketing, obtaining leads, and however you are getting leads, whatever your marketing is, digital, face-to-face, you know, social media, whatever you're doing for marketing, that falls into the category of attracting. You're attracting people to this magnificent service or product that you have so that they may be compelled to say that solves a problem that I have. 
getting leads, your branding, does the branding and the message make sense to people? So we'll circle back to this. If you're struggling in the attracting mode, what that would look like and how you identify if you're saying, where am I stuck? Is I'm not getting enough leads. I have workers, crews that aren't working today. They don't have enough to do. I can't grow my business. We do a great job, but no one knows it. They're calling the other guys or gals and they're calling the other companies. We're not consistent. Whatever that might be, we're great in one area of service offering, but not in another. Well, you have an A problem. You have an attracting problem. You have a problem getting the message out to the public or to your ideal client, whoever that might be, whether it's B2C, which stands for business to consumer or B2B. You're either in one of those two, your business to consumer or business to business. Your clients are other businesses, which are your referral partners, but maybe you're both, right? So you have different messages for both. You solve a different problem for a consumer as you do for a referral partner, like maybe a plumber or a realtor or whatever it may be. So you have a different problem within the attraction area. Okay. So if you are stuck with low sales, inconsistency, the roller coaster of our business, probably, and we'll discuss the other pillars, I would look towards attraction. But as you learn the rest of them, you might find out that you've got problems in a few areas, but you can only pick one because that's where you have to do the work. The next component is the C and that's in convert. The converting, you assumingly you have done adequate or great at attracting and you have leads coming in, people are referring you work. You're having a problem with converting, which is going to be in the areas. And there's a couple of things fall in there. Some of them might be a surprise. Sales, of course, you've got to sell. I don't care how bad a customer in our space, they have a flood or a fire. You think they must, they're going to take the first person. They've got to like you. They've got to trust you. You've got to pull up and make a good example. So if you've done all that, you've got to do sales. You've got to prove to them. So education falls into that. You have to be educated at what you do to convince a customer that you're the right person for their job. That that seems like it might be attracting, but you've already got the lead. So now we're talking about once you're at the home, at the business, at the wherever it is you're working. So you got sales, you got education, you have an estimating. You have to estimate well to be competitive if it's a competitive situation, if estimating is part of it. You also have to be clear on what they're getting. Estimating is not just dollars. It's not just what it's going to cost them because you and I both agree that a lot of customers, if you aren't onboarding right, they don't feel like they're going to pay for anything. So it's not their money. But is it the scope? Is it clear on what you're going to do to help me have a, you know, recover from this, whether I have a, my house back or have my health better or whatever that might look like. So your estimating does more than just comes up with a number. It's a conversation with the customer defining the scope. If you estimate that way, a scope and an estimate, it should be in, in intertwined together. And then the other in conversion is capacity. I'm going to put capacity in a couple of categories here today because capacity could be you have more leads coming in than you have people to go out and sell the jobs. You have leads coming in and they might need it pretty quickly, but you are so busy in your business. And again, you're going to look at where the bottleneck is. If you can't convert every lead, improve your conversion rate. It's one of the KPIs of a, a leadership team should always be looking at, at how well are we converting our leads? We're attracting them. Are we closing them? If you're not doing very well there, you're losing money because you're spending money to attract it either in time or labor or actual direct spend with a marketing firm or something like that. So if you're not converting, you're not going to ever make any money. Converting is very, very important. Each one of these steps are very, very important. The next letter, and, and I hope you're following here. I'm trying to go quick enough to where we don't linger, but I'm really trying to draw a bigger picture and I'll circle back around to the next letter is D 
for deliver. You've now attracted, you've got the lead, you've marketed, you've got the calls coming in and your sales team or your sales efforts or your sales process has worked efficiently enough to cause you to have to now deliver. You have to deliver the goods service, create a product, do the service, perform the mold remediation, perform the water extraction mitigation, do the board up for the fire, pack out the contents, whatever that might be, you now have to deliver that. Okay. So that's going to include production clearly, meaning your team is going to have to produce that. So do you have capacity? If you're like 98% of our industry or the entire trades world, there is a capacity problem. There are more job openings and opportunities than there are people that are willing to do those opportunities and do those jobs. So you might be selling more than you can deliver and produce. Staffing, which is the same thing, staffing problems, whether you haven't had time to hire and recruit a person. And you're going to see how this all comes together in a minute. So you have a staffing problem, could be equipment. You have people, but you don't have enough equipment to produce the work that you've sold. Not it, it could be quantity of equipment. It could be the specialty type of equipment. You don't have the kind of equipment that it takes to sell or to finish the job that you sold. You may have to rent it, right? So what's the bottleneck? Where are you stuck? Where's the problem? And then lastly, again, education pops up again. You might have sold the job, but there is a gap in how you knowing how to do it. You can't deliver it within the timeline that the customer is expecting it or as you've promised because you've hit a bottleneck and we're going to talk about bottlenecks. So the last one is the C, the last C. So we've done AC, now D, and then C. The last one is collections. It's simply you've completed all of the other things. You've finished the work presumably adequately and now you need to collect on that invoice. And this is where a lot of businesses in our space are extremely stuck and struggling because we're not starting from the right place. We're listening to what the rest of the industry has told us was how we have to collect, but it's not working. So we can't continue to do what's not working. It's not going to get better. I promise you, you can improve your processes, but really at the end of the day, you have to change a whole lot. You have to really make a big shift. It's not just one little thing. So inside of collections, it will be your invoicing. Are you getting your invoices out in time? Is it taking you two or three weeks? If you're an Xactimate and you don't have time to sit, because you're so busy, you're attracting really well, you're converting really well, you're producing, you're part of the production team, and you're out there dealing with customers, your collections are going to struggle. You're going to do all the work, but you've got to get an invoice created and put into the hands of your customer. And then you have to have onboarded your customer well and you know get that in their hands. And then you know there's a process of the wait. Depending on what you allow, the insurance company is going to stall that. Okay, so if you're slow in invoicing, um, your receivables get really high. Your documentation isn't great. You're not documenting and providing the backup and what I call a mitigation package, which is a matter of fact, I'm going to put the mitigation checklist in this. Uh, you're going to get a couple of documents here, but in this description, you'll see a link. You'll get a free copy of a document that we give away all the time. It's just a checklist. If every claim should include at least these things and some of them a little bit more. A way that no one has to ask you a month from now when an insurance company picks up the claim and tries to give it, you know, to pay their customer, they're trying to now say they don't have this paper and that paper. And then it starts the clock all over and it's just delay. So documenting would be part of a collections problem. And then lastly, customer service. Have you made that customer happy? Is that customer going to hand you a check and pay you when you've completed the work that you were contracted to do? So these are all just, I'm just giving you a couple of ideas, but I want you to think of ACDC. So my name is Clark and I own a restoration company and I'm 
stuck. I'm having a struggle. I don't have a coach. I don't have a mentor. I don't have a consultant. Uh, I might have some buddies in the industry or some friends, and I call my friend up, you know, Nicole, and say, hey, I'm stuck on something. And she's like, hey, welcome to the gang. I am too. I don't have an answer for you. Well, I'd like to let you be the one that really kind of knows how to self-identify. So let's say I'm just going to take probably what we get most of the calls about right now. And this season, it's staffing. So I can't hire enough people. I can't find anyone that wants to work very hard for what we're paying. Okay, so you know whatever the reason is, I don't have enough people. You've got a couple of problems here, possibly, and you've got to identify them. Do you have a problem with attracting? Attracting is also attracting staff and people, a team. You've got to build a team. That's the fundamental of any single business is you have to hire good people. If you're having a hard time hiring good people, is it what you're charging? Is it what you're paying people? Is it too low? If it's not, then, you know, if you're paying well, then that's probably not it. I mean, there's obviously something going on in this country right now. If you're watching this in five years from now, it's 2023 in January. If you're watching this, the time I'm recording, if you're watching five years from now, I hope we don't have the same problem, but I'm, I'm willing to bet we have the same problem or more. But if you paying well, a good living wage, then it's not paying. It's maybe how you're recruiting. It's where you're putting out ads. It's who you're trying to attract. The eyeballs of the people that you want to work for you might not see where you're posting it or how you're advertising it. You need to work on how you get very serious. We like to talk about at Restoration Advisors that in this current time and date, treat Talent acquisition, almost as important as lead generation because you can't do any work without good people and keeping the wrong people is not going to help your brand and you're going to have an attracting problem. You see how these all kind of tie in. So if you're having a staffing problem, you've got to identify and ask yourself the hard questions. I have people that want to work. It could be a delivery problem. And I'll tell you what delivery problem is. Could be you, the owner. You're not delivering the product because you're not clear on processes and you're not a great leader. You're not showing good leadership skills. You're too busy and you're throwing people out into the field and they don't know what they're doing and it's not going well. They feel bad about themselves. You might be chewing them out and they, they just it's just not going to work. They're going to go find someplace else to work that they are clear. And this is something I just can't express enough. You as the owner or the leader of your company or in management or whoever's watching this, you have an obligation to improve those things. Once you're in a management leadership to some level, you are not customer focused as much as you are team focused. Support your team that can support your customer. That's how that works. Again, you have to find the right people to do that. We're back at the beginning of that. So let's say you have receivables problems. So you're having a collections problem. You're in the C column. Well, find out why. Why am I not collecting? The insurance companies won't call me back. Well, if you ever follow any of my content, you're doing it wrong because the customer, the customer is not the insurance company. You should not be pursuing your money from the insurance company. You can properly onboard your client. We say onboarding. You can have a preliminary conversation with the customer outlining that you're going to do the work. You're going to X, Y, Z. It's going to cost this. And we teach how to estimate on the beginning in the front or early on. And the customer signs a contract and they are obligated to pay you. Now, you may want to extend some time for them to get their money from the insurance company, but they need to make sure they are doing so. If you are holding a lot of receivables, it is probably because you are not holding your client 
accountable to pay you and you're waiting on the insurance company to pay you and they're not going to be in a hurry because there's no losses for them if they don't there's no liability okay it's purely what we talk about all the time some other places you might be stuck is, is again on let's just say mold you get a lot of mold leads but you don't you don't close any of them you probably have an estimating problem or you probably have a sales problem you probably have a conversation and an education com- combination you might be charging the right place you might be probably charging too little for what we actually need to be doing but you aren't showing enough of the value proposition to the homeowner the business owner to understand that why that expensive because it is expensive to do the right job on mold remediation is very process oriented and it will be expensive but you're going to need to convince your customer it's just like in any business or product these are the stakes if it's done wrong and this is why i'm charging what i'm charging i've got to have the right people you know they have to make good money or else I have the wrong people doing it, it gets done wrong, and therefore these are the consequences of doing that. You have to sell. There's no automatic jobs just given to you no matter what. Now, if you're on programs, you know, if you have collections problems, this is where I'm going to go ahead and tell you. You might be too dependent on programs and TPAs. You might not be charging enough for the work that you're doing. You might be using Xactimate's posted price, which if you've got any sides of a crew and any overhead, you're probably noticing that that's just not enough. It's, it's just, it's laughable. If you're on a program, if you're on a TPA, you're held captive. You can't help that. You have a, that's a delivery problem and that's a collections problem. So you have to find a way to go back to your attracting So you see how I'm jumping around? You go back to your attracting and you work on recruiting or bringing in or marketing new business that doesn't require you to use, to work with, to participate in programs. So in your business, you don't need to come in on Monday and just start working and fighting fires because the fires are symptoms of problems. They're, you're, you know, and, and I have another blog and please go check it out. It was a pretty good one. It was pretty popular but it's called Band-Aids for Bullet Holes. You've been shot, but you just put the Band-Aid on it. It's stopping a little bit of the bleeding, and maybe it's not a bullet hole, maybe it's a knee scrape, but you probably have some foreign bodies inside of there, and it's going to get infected, but you've only put a Band-Aid on it. Well, when that infection gets worse, it's going to be a bigger problem, and it's more pain, and it's going to affect more things that you need to be doing. Well, in our businesses, that happens too. Programs and TPAs are a Band-Aid. It's getting me some revenue because I need the phone to ring. But it's not enough. As you grow, you're going to experience it. And I know you will because it's probably the second biggest topic in our business is how do I find more leads and get off of programs. Well, that's a collections problem. So all of these can find something. You know, I don't have enough. I need a truck or I'm not having enough sales. Well, if you are having low sales, you're having inconsistent, you might have a any one of these. You have to look at it. You might have, do you have a leads problem? Are you getting enough leads? Is your conversion rate well? Uh, is your team educated to convert jobs and get the closures? Are we estimating right? Then delivery. Do we know how to do it? Are we passing clearance tests? Are we drying these jobs at a rate that we can do quick enough? You know, whatever that might be. So just use ACDC. Just keep it on post-it. There's an image download that I'm going to put into this. You just, just take this podcast and find this image and put it on your tape it on your wall by your desk or on your desk if you're coming in on monday and you're having a struggle of course you've got to just quickly resolve a problem circle back to it get the cruise out solve the problem come back to it make a note on your notepad or your ipad or wherever you record what's in your brain and come back to it and say listen that problem that i solved this morning actually happens every day everyone calls me for everything what you need to figure out why does everyone call me for everything 
you need to figure out, you know, in yourself and through ACDC, what's causing that. It's not just the fact that they're call- they're causing calling me because I have a delivery problem. I have not created a process for them to do everything. So therefore, we can't deliver things in a timely manner. And then I can't go and grow our company because I'm so busy doing that. So it, it's, it's really a back and forth and around and about. Problems can hide themselves in different places and be elusive. It's almost like a mole that keeps popping into the ground. It doesn't want to be found. And that's how I treat problems. I look at them as these little scurry things that are elusive and hard to find and slippery and don't want to be stopped because they are excuses for us to continue to operate our businesses the way we are sometimes. But if I were to get a list of, let's say, 25 stellar companies in this industry that are, and I say stellar, stellar, by the way, incredible, remarkable, whatever adjective you want to use, doesn't mean highest sales. Doesn't mean the most trucks, most locations, most equipment. It means delivers an incredible product to their customer, has great branding. They've got consistent leads coming in. They're checking most of the boxes throughout ACDC. They're collecting well, could be better. They're delivering on time. They have customer reviews. All of these companies self-identify. They use their team, their leadership to identify what's going on here. What's happening? Why am I, why am I stuck? I'm a smart person. I work hard. Why can I not get ahead? The devil's in the details. The answer is right there. It's just being elusive. And if you don't have anyone in your business to lean on, which is a very lonely place to be. If you're a solopreneur, it's just you. You're so in the weeds, your blinders are on. You don't know how to even come up for air. You need some mentors. You need some friends in the industry. You might need some peers. If you're part of a a franchise, you might need to reach out to the franchise and say, hey, you know, who's killing it at this one thing? Who's doing great? If all those things fail, reach out to us. We at Restoration Advisors, that's what we do. We help small to medium-sized restoration contractors tame this monster and wrangle this unorganized chaos that we deal with. It's just a business, and we've gotten it to this point. It doesn't stay that way. If you systematically go through ACDC and look at your processes, and I really recommend you do this, once you have put out some of the fires and you put Band-Aids on your bullet holes and you've actually gone to a surgeon, have the bullet removed, I'm really, really digging into the metaphors now, go through each one and look at attract and list out all the things that you think you're doing really well to attract, where you seeing success, and then do the opposite. Where am I not getting any work from this place or this place or this is a problem or, you know, attract, I've got to pay too much for plumbers. I never paid plumbers. We had plumbers give us work for free. If you're paying them, fine. If you're paying them too much, you've got a real money problem. You've got a collections problem and your financial health comes back into your collections. But if you're paying plumbers too much or anyone for your leads more than you can afford to pay and you don't add equipment to it, that's what our industry does. Fluff your bill to cover for that. That's not how it works. Now, you can charge whatever you want to do, but charge whatever you want to charge, but you're not going to be competitive to the market. Even if you're a little more, it's okay. But if you're really putting stuff in there that you didn't do, it's starting to get into your integrity and your ethics. And those are things you should not bargain with. But go through each aspect of your business, attracting, converting. Are we converting ourselves? Do we know how to talk the talk to the kind of work we're doing? Do we know how to do trauma? Are we converting those jobs or how are we? And then are we delivering them well? Are our customers happy? Are we doing it on time within budget? And then lastly, are our collections right? Are we onboarding our client? Are we setting the expectation? Are we being fair but firm? Do we offer our customer options to pay us credit card, third-party financing? They can go see their rich uncle in New York City who can pay for this, but you're not their bank. You should not be carrying this for them. You need a cash flow positive business. 
especially if your profits aren't really great. So I just want to give you this idea of ACDC. I hope it made sense. You know, I sit on the tailgate of people's trucks and we talk about this all the time. So I want to just hold this podcast with that same type of feeling. We're just having a casual conversation, but I want to go deep enough to share the components with you. But um, pick up that book, Fix This Next. It's a great model. We coach based on a lot of premises in there. If you're trying to fix problems, you've got to know what, what to do with them when you find them. The book talks a little bit about that. The truth is, and as we get ready to wind it down here, the truth is, and I think you're all going to agree, even it's hard to hear, even with the right answers, are you willing to do what it takes? I like to say a lot of people, except for some instances, you kind of know what to do. You generally and theoretically know what needs to be done, but you're just not doing it. You have people that shouldn't be working for you, but you keep them there anyway. You can't afford those people, but you don't want to fire anyone. Well, you're drowning your business. And if you don't want to fire anyone and you feel responsible for supporting families, then what are you doing about it? Get out there and sell. Don't let people go. Hire more people, but go out there and sell more work and make it to where you just need more and more people. That's how a business grows. You can't be passive in your business. You can't just be average. You can't sit there and wait and let these problems that are marinating under the surface continue to fester and, and affect the rest of the body and other components of your business uh, because you'll end up with a much bigger problem. So don't put bullets on band-aids and listen to ACDC. A whole lot of Rosie is a good one. So I hope you enjoyed our show today. I really, really would love to invite you to, uh, I got to pay the bills here, right? We have a couple of online courses that could help you. If you find that you're stuck in one of the ACDCs, we have a couple of courses that we've created specifically for solving these problems. We have an Xactimate course that if you're stuck with charging what Xactimate publishes monthly uh, or never changes or very little, and you're having insurance companies tell your customer that you are charging too much and you're a crook, this course, a very small mini course, it's only $99. It's a short course. I want to say it's less than an hour and a half. We'll arm you with conversations of how that is a myth, how you are not supposed to use Xactimate's pricing. We'll actually arm you with the download PDFs, which you can then include with your invoice to your customer as a preemptive strike to that question or that argument and that assumption by the adjuster. So you can get in front of that whole problem with the right information and it's no longer an issue. Then you can say, okay, well now what? Where's my, I'm not a crook. I proved it. I priced my job the way I'm supposed to. So check out that course. It's really affordable. Go to our restorationadvisors.com website. The other one is really, really good. It's our signature course that we built. It's a how to build a strong restoration company in 60 days. 60 plus lessons, a daily lesson. I, I recommend taking them daily. Small lessons, short videos with downloads and worksheets on all of the things that we talk about. I just really pulled in all the conversations that I have exhaustingly repeated hundreds of times and finally put this all in one place. The industry was asking me for, isn't there an easier way? Why do we all have to repeat all of the problems? Well, we created a course and it's online. I think it's priced very, very fair, especially from immediately, you're gonna see some ROI and start solving a bunch of problems. So if you're interested in supporting what we do, those are the ways you can do so. We have some other great things coming about really soon and I can't wait to share them with you. But I appreciate you tuning in to Disaster Podcaster. Come in weekly on Fridays, we drop these. Go back and check out a whole bunch of the older ones if you haven't. Sometimes we're interviewing people 
people. Sometimes we've got great topics, but just really have a whole lot of fun just spending a little bit of time with everybody. You're my friends and uh, give us feedback. What do you want to talk about? What do you want to hear about? What are you struggling with? Because you're going to give me probably some topics to help a lot more people with because it's probably not just you. That's it for the week. Have a good one and we will see you next Friday. Take care.